I'm not really sure that the exact truth of the situation matters. Hi, I'm Daniel, and I'm the oldest. I'm James, and I'm the toughest. I'm Andrew, and I'm the roughest. We're We're brothers. brothers! And this is Mormon Raised, a sibling podcast. This episode is called Hide and Sneak, because we're going to talk about sneaking around to watch forbidden media and entertainment. Welcome to Mormon Raised, the podcast where we dish about growing up in America's funniest homegrown religion, the Mormons. Mormons have a lot of rules, including what you can and can't watch in the media. R-rated movies were expressly forbidden. Ooh, but that's a pirate's favorite movie. Arr. (laughs) Can we please cut these jokes? They're not funny. So we also weren't allowed to listen to songs with swears in them. And my favorite, porn was definitely not allowed. That was your favorite rule? (laughs) No, uh, that was my favorite hobby. I don't know. I thought it was funny. (laughs) Let's contextualize this. So I want to play a clip of Ezra Taft Benson. He was the president of the church. And this is from the year that I was born. So I think, you know, this is really where our parents got these rules. It's the foundation. Yes, exactly. Okay, here we go. Movies, television programs, and video recordings that are both suggestive and lewd. Magazines and books that are obscene and pornographic. We counsel you young men not to pollute your minds with such degrading matter. Don't see R-rated movies or vulgar videos or appreciate or participate in any entertainment that is immoral, suggestive, or pornographic. Super culty. I never realized how much these conference talks really do sound culty. It's kind of crazy. But our family took this whole thing one step further than most Mormons. Right. The Mormon rule was no R-rated movies. But in our house, I mean, when was the first time you were allowed to watch a PG-13 movie, Andrew? I watched my first one when I was 13. Ugh, that's not fair. I had to wait until college. <laughs> Actually, I think Andrew and I watched it, the same movie at the same time. I, I was 15. Spider-Man. It's not fair. Well, I did actually watch PG-13 movies before college. I just had to sneak around. (gasps) Scandalous. I know. The the first PG-13 movie I saw, it was Vertical Limit in 2000. I haven't even and heard I of had that. To buy... Did it come out in the 80s? I know. It... No, 2000. And anyway, I so I was 13, but I was still not allowed to, because I was never allowed to watch PG-13 movies. Not until I left the house. But I, I bought a ticket to see something else, and then I snuck in to meet my friends to see the movie. Wow, really elaborate like plan there. Like cloak and dagger. But that's what, that's what I had to do to... You know, because it was not allowed. But they let Andrew go at 13 with me, so. I guess they just trusted me more. I'm way more righteous than you. (laughs) 
No, I think it's actually because my Mormon therapist said that I was gay because I didn't watch what enough like normal guy stuff. And so they didn't want you to grow up to become gay like me. Well, it didn't work. Yes. You just watched too much porn. Well, I guess Spider-Man isn't necessarily the, <laughs> the most straightest superhero. <laughs> the first PG-13 movie I wanted to see was when I was actually 13, and it was um, that Adam Sandler movie, Big Daddy. Of course you wanted to see Big Daddy. You love a Big Daddy, don't you? <laughs> I was so, I really wanted to see it, and I don't know why, because now I hate Adam Sandler movies, but um, I begged and I begged, and it looked like they were going to say yes, and then I did something, I can't even remember what it was, but I got in trouble, and and so then they said I couldn't watch it, and then I threw a big fit, and then they took away the Furby that they were going to get me for my birthday, and so I never got my Furby, and I was devastated. Wow, so wow. deprived. Praise no Satan. Furby. <laughs> Praise Satan. We never had it to was... deal with that Furby. <laughs> Honestly, I think it was a, a blessing. <laughs> that would have annoyed us so much. Uh, I know. I was. I just. I always felt deprived, though. When I was in first grade, I wasn't even allowed to watch Bugs Bunny or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they were too violent. They definitely loosened up. Our parents definitely loosened up after you. (laughs) I had a friend who was allowed to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I would go over to his house just to watch it at the TV in his basement. Um, But we had to be sneaky because his parents were friends with our parents, and they knew I wasn't allowed to. So I could only see like little... 10 15 minute chunks of an episode so i would never see like the whole episode i never knew how it ended see i was allowed to watch batman on saturday mornings i guess that's why i'm straight (laughs) i swear with each child they got softer and softer i think in general though mom just really didn't like us watching tv at all and so i just remember her trying to limit the amount of tv we watched not just the violent sex stuff but just anything i mean I don't know if that's entirely true. We did watch Early Edition as a family. We loved that show. She loved that show. Yeah, she loved that show. She only let us watch it because she thought Kyle Chandler was so cute. How do you know? She said so. And I remember it because I thought he was too. That's kind of disgusting that you and mom have the same taste in men and want to, you know, (laughs) the same people. (laughs) Oh, don't tell me you don't get thirsty for Coach Taylor. I don't. Oh, I'm thirsty for a lot of people. (laughs) I will say she hated a lot of shows, but especially the ones with witchcraft that Satan worship. Charmed and Buffy were definitely off the table. Got in trouble for those. Yeah, I know. Heaven forbid we see shows with strong female leads. She did like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Sabrina is not witchcraft. The new one on Netflix does have some (laughs) witchcraft in it. I'm a Melissa Joan Hart purist. Other than Sabrina, I think the other show that I loved watching was Smallville. And this was definitely not allowed. I had to sneak it all the time. I would go into the basement to watch it, the TV in my dad's office. Or or you'd wait until she was at the grocery store. Um, but then you had like no ch- choice over what to watch because it was just like whenever she was at the grocery store. So you'd see like one third of an episode of every early 2000s show. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely hard to keep the storylines intact. 
Times have really changed. We were sneaking around watching Smallville, and now sibling number six gets in trouble when he's trying to watch Game of Thrones. And there is a big difference between Smallville and Game of Thrones, let me tell you. So they really have <laughs> they really have loosened up. It's also a lot easier to stream episodes now on your smartphone than to, you know. Well, you know. Game of Thrones is basically porn in the eyes of a Mormon. Game of Thrones is basically porn in the eyes of a non-Mormon. <laughs> True, and there's nothing wrong with porn. Porn, 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 porn. Everyone loves porn. If you are a Mormon and watch porn, though, you have to confess. 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 Confess! Was that culty enough? <laughs> Was that a Game of Thrones impersonation? <laughs> also, yes. When, um, you know, when the queen... Shame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Right before the shame moment. <laughs> okay, okay. That that really that scene really resonated with me. <laughs> I I do know that somebody was watching porn on the family computer because when I was using the Google search bar, every time I typed in M, I'd get men wrestling naked. Or or if I did like <laughs> S, it would be sexy men naked. <laughs> I thought it was weird. All right. I may have been caught. <laughs> I may have been caught with porn on the family computer, but that must have been Andrew because I don't remember watching men wrestling. No, it definitely was not me. I'm not. A, I've never been into wrestling porn. So it was you. I distinctly remember the wrestling one that stood out to me as being super weird. It's forever imprinted on my memory. <laughs> yeah, Daniel, it's you. No, I. <laughs> I plead the fifth. I knew it was you. <sighs> I definitely got... <laughs> no, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> I definitely got caught a few times, though, looking at things I wasn't supposed to. I'll tell your boyfriend to buy one of those wrestling singlets. <laughs> uh, all right, I will confess that sometimes I found things sexy as a deprived teenager that I do not think are sexy now. Okay, I'll tell you, in seventh grade, I had an awakening of sorts with pornographic material. Uh, we, in my social studies class, we were doing this unit on ancient people, and I had to do this report on ancient Egyptians. And I remember going to the library and looking at books, and there were all these like books about ancient Egypt with illustrations, and I remember seeing the drawings of the Egyptian men, and they were all shirtless. Wow. And, um, yeah. Let's just say... How thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say I really enjoyed making my report about ancient Egypt. Well, apparently it didn't take much when you were in seventh grade. No, it didn't. Um, and then in eighth grade, that's when we got the first family computer with the internet, and they put it in my room because they thought it would help me with my homework. And uh, that turned out to be a bad idea. What do you mean? <laughs> well, they eventually moved it to the family room. or Yeah, which is how I got caught again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then I got grounded and they took away my computer privileges altogether. Oh no, that's so sad for you. How could you survive without your porn fix? Well, I was very creative. So I... Creative? What did you do? <laughs> Look at more Egyptian books? No, see, by then, so now we're in like ninth grade or actually it might have been 10th grade. <laughs> 
And the pharaoh didn't do it for no, you No, I had graduated beyond the pharaoh, so... To the Greeks? <laughs> Statues of I David? Did, <laughs> I, did, I did go through that phase. I do like Homer... <laughs> yeah, I... I still like homoerotic art, so I understand the Greek statues. So I told mom and dad that I joined this club that was an after that met after school, and so I had to stay after school. Uh, but I didn't actually join a club. There was a computer lab at school uh, called The Link. It was like between the two main buildings of campus and it connected them. Yeah, but can't the teachers see everything that you put on your screen? Yeah, so I would... Apparently there were no filters um, because I was able to access plenty of images on this computer. And, you know, I did have to... Still in the old days of the internet. Yeah, I, I mean, I did have to log in, so... You would think that this was trackable back to me, but um, I was worried about people seeing because people could just walk by. It wasn't like there were booth partitions in the school computer lab, but um, I would make the window really, really small in like the corner of the screen. And so then I could just like, I couldn't actually see a whole person at once. I could just kind of move the mouse around. (laughs) And then, (laughs) this is so embarrassing. I would send it to the printer. Stop it. (laughs) Yes. And I would, I would print it, you know, send it to the black and white printer. And then I would have to like run over, get the paper before anyone else got there. And I had a couple of close calls. So one time I I thought that there weren't very many people in the computer lab. And then all of a sudden a bunch of people came in. And so I, I had to run to the printer and I forgot to minimize the screen. And so you could still see it. Oh no. And this this girl walked by and she saw it and I and she knew what it was on the screen. And she looked at me and uh I I was so nervous, but she didn't. I guess she didn't do anything. I never got caught. She got your back. <laughs> she was definitely. I just can't. Definitely like. I... Um, she was like not impressed. <laughs> She's like, I've seen better. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't get get caught though, because that's. That's pretty public. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a teacher that's supposed to be able to, like, look at all your stuff. There was a monitor. Just, like, all your screens. I just think this was when the internet first came out and there weren't all those controls. Now, obviously, schools and <laughs> libraries and workplaces or whatever have learned their lesson, I think. <laughs> Also, were you just like hanging out with a boner, like running around this like computer lab with like a huge heart on? No, because I was like so nervous. Like my focus was on not getting caught. And then I was printing the material to use it for later. So so you would print all these pages and then put put together a book afterwards. Basically. Weren't they like seven cents or like five cents a, an impression? No, how much, I how we had free printing. They didn't oh, okay. charge us. To yeah, print. at school you had. Yeah, that was the library. But if you went to the school, the school was free. So yeah, that's my that's my story. It's so embarrassing. So do you still have any of these uh, these uh, stapled? Um, no, I don't know any gay porn magazines stapled. I get. Uh, <laughs> yeah, essentially, 
Essentially, you made your own porn magazine and like what's the, were able to use it in your own room. What's the so. gay men equivalent of penthouse? I'm sure there. I'm sure there are lots of gay magazines, but they weren't available to me in the suburbs of Chicago. You could have. You really missed opportunity here. You could have been peddling this stuff around <laughs> <laughs> on the streets. You know, uh, early two thousands homemade uh, gay porn zines. That's that's great. I'm sure there was a huge market for that. Didn't you draw a lot of naked boys too? Well, so so I would use what I printed out as like reference material, and then yes, I would try to I would try to draw. How did you know about that? Mom told me. <laughs> I feel so betrayed. <laughs> Why would she tell you that? She tells everything. I don't know. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's all very embarrassing. Teenage sexuality is embarrassing, guys. I will say, I also got caught with uh, drawings that mom and dad thought were too sensual. Well, they were (laughs) scarred after Daniel, and so they were very sensitive. (laughs) Yes, they were on the lookout. (laughs) I didn't go to the computer lab, though. (laughs) I mean, they never knew about the computer lab, though, right? Or did they find one of your zines? (laughs) Um... No, they never, mom and dad never knew. How did you dispose of them? Did you just like tear them up? So I would, no, when I was done, so I would hide some things. First I would hide them under my bed and then mom got Snoopy and I had to find new hiding places. But to get rid of them, I'd keep them at school. How did you know that she was, you would keep, (laughs) you are very risky. You would rather have the teacher find these than mom. Yes. (laughs) Uh, wow, you got you're ballsy. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I never well, got caught at the school computer lab, and Mom never knew. I guess uh, now they might. <laughs> uh, let's hope they don't listen to this podcast. If they do, they should know I love them, and I'm happy they're my parents, and I really appreciate the fact that we have so many funny stories now to tell. Well, to keep me from seeing pornography, mom would tear out sections of magazines. I wait, wait, real, ma- get... real magazines yeah, or real magazines, magazines that you made? <laughs> no, real magazines. So, like, they, it was a really nice thing. I was a, a runner, and so they would sometimes get men's health magazines or a runner's world magazine. Uh, thinking, hey, th- hey, this will help you with your running. So it was a, a very nice gesture, but because they didn't want to be a bad influence. I'm really offended that they never got me men's health magazines. Oh, well. <laughs> it would have saved me a lot of trips to the computer lab. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. A lot of shirtless men. In, in there. Maybe that's why they didn't get you any of these magazines, Daniel. <laughs> but they did, they did want to edit them for me. So they would tear out any like ads or uh, any like the section with the sexual hell, they would tear that out. And so you get the... these magazines with just like ripped out sections. Yeah. And <laughs> <Censored>. like, <laughs> I would know they were ripped out too, because they would, they would black out the, um, the title. So there's always like, I think men's health was the one that has like a sexual thing. And I don't know what it is like eight ways to please your woman or something. I don't know. Uh, you know, like how to last longer <laughs> in bed, something like that. Right. But I, it would be sharpied out on the table of contents and then ripped out. <laughs> sharpied out from the content. Yeah. Well then, and then. This is so crazy. It started with mom, but then our sisters would do it too. Yeah. So I remember our sisters would cover, uh, would color over the, like any cleavage, any shoulders, 
anything that they thought was risque. And I think it started with number five. She would literally just take a Sharpie and start drawing on top of magazines that she thought were uh, too revealing. Yeah, so you'd be like, you'd be flipping through the, uh, what was popular back then? The uh, uh, American Eagle catalog. And when it got to the underwear section, all of a sudden you had these uh, designed by number five dresses in black Sharpie. (laughs) (laughs) And after number five, number seven also picked this up and would also do it. So so one time. It's a family tradition at this point. I guess. I guess we were all just into making homemade magazines. (laughs) There you go. One time while Five was coloring in a backless dress, so I was actually sitting in the living room while she she was doing this, um, Daniel said like that he didn't think a woman's back was attractive. She was coloring like in. I was, was telling like, her, oh. I was, you yeah, don't need like to color it in, two. number five. <laughs> yeah. But but then when I was like, what? Are, really? What? <laughs> you covered by saying that you thought a woman's front was considered more attractive. You're like, yeah, everyone thinks that a woman's front is. <laughs> is definitely (laughs) super more attractive. Okay, if I was so awkward in how I talked about women, how come you didn't realize I was gay? I don't know. I have no idea. Hindsight's twenty twenty, But I I remember this because I definitely thought a woman's bag was attractive, and I I thought it was weird, and I was like, I guess we just have really different tastes in women. Well, you definitely have a very different taste. That part is true. (laughs) It it reminds me of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Whenever Captain Holt pretends to be straight, for like a cover and he talks about his wife's heavy breasts and he just keeps mentioning how his wife has very heavy breasts. (laughs) Isn't that what you guys are into? Big, heavy breasts. Maybe you'd understand if you were allowed to watch some more violent cartoons as a kid. Because then you'd be straight. <laughs> I have a quick story that I think is or kind of relates. Someone was talking about women's calves. And I said some comment of like, oh, that's not that attractive or something. And they were like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, oh, actually, it is attractive. <laughs> I changed my mind just now. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. I, yes, I don't calves, know. I, I definitely. think that guy was weird. Uh, Big really boner for calves. <laughs> <laughs> Right? I mean, they're almost as attractive know. as ankles. I just love a woman's ankle. <laughs> oh, Mormon kids, you know, they'll take whatever. But I didn't want to be seen as gay, so I'm sure you covered it oh. well, Andrew. You yeah, and me. I doubt he knew a thing. <laughs> we pulled the wool over James's eyes. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> even, even though I was like, "Wow, who's that? who's looking up men wrestling? Weird." <laughs> Oh, gosh. And he uh, still didn't care. I uh, <laughs> I think we've learned some really valuable lessons today. I think the moral of the story is if you want your kids to be straight, let them watch Smallville. Well, I think the moral of the story is to clear your browser history. <laughs> really, it's not that hard. Especially if you don't want your search history aired on a podcast. Now we can only assume Dan still watches men's wrestling. <laughs> Please stop. This is not how I want to be known. The classic, it was just a phase. (laughs) All right. Anyway, let's get back on topic to Mormon rules about movies and what we could and couldn't watch. I feel that we have missed several movies that our peers have watched because we weren't allowed to watch them. And so I feel like now I'm trying to catch up on some of the movies that came out in like 1999 and 2002. Yeah, that happens to me all the time too when people are like, wait, how have you not seen this movie? 
like Titanic, Gladiator. Okay, I have a game. I'm going to read some of the top movies of certain years when we were young. And you tell me if you saw it and then also how old you were when you saw it. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, We'll start with 1999, American Beauty. Oh, I did watch it, and I watched it, like, two years ago. So, like, 2017. Is that the one where, is that she's, like, a roadie? No, it has that, um, it's the one with the rose bed. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've never seen it. I know it. I saw it, like, a couple years ago for the first time. No, isn't the one in it, he's, like, a sexual offender now or something? It's Kevin Spacey. A sexually (laughs) frustrated suburban father has a midlife crisis after becoming infatuated with his daughter's best friend. No, I've never heard that. Apparently he could relate to that a little too much. Well, (laughs) I've never seen it. I I missed that one. Okay, next up, Fight Club. Oh, I saw it again. I probably saw it, oh, I saw this one earlier, like four years ago, probably, three years ago. Give us an age. Oh, um, I would have been 25, probably. I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. (gasps) Fight Club, that's a good one. I know. That's a really good one, guys. I love Brad Pitt, but... Never seen it. The problem it. is the ending's already spoiled for me, so I don't know. All right, next up, The Matrix. I think I watched that two years ago. I've never seen it. Oh, my God, still? I watched it again probably probably like three years ago, probably when I was 25, 26. Yeah, we'll say I was 28 or 29. I guess I have not caught up. Yeah, I always felt like I needed to caught up, catch up, so I, I, I started watching like a bunch in a row, especially for anyone that has like a, a hot uh, lead. I was like, yeah, we're definitely Yeah, I remember that Christmas when you were in that Brad Pitt phase. We watched 12 Monkeys. (laughs) And like you were straight, you watched like 10 movies with Brad Pitt. I'm still in a Brad Pitt phase. (laughs) Right, who is it? So, you know what? And I just wanted to watch all of them. So My favorite Brad Pitt look is Meet Joe Black. That is just, ugh. That one's boring. Peak Brad Pitt. I've never seen it. Okay, I'm, I'm going to keep going. The Sixth Sense. Okay. I have never seen it. I don't like scary movies that much. <gasps> really? So this one I have seen. The first time I saw The Sixth Sense, I was 18, and I was in the college dorm at BYU, and people were kind of finding out that I was behind, and so when they found out I hadn't seen this one, they were like, you have to watch this. So I watched it as an 18 year old. This was the first R rated movie I saw. I can't remember if I was a freshman or a sophomore. So I was either 19 or 21. So I'm the only one that hasn't seen it. Yeah. Catch up, bro. (laughs) The Blair Witch Project. I haven't seen it. Me neither. I saw that last Halloween. So I was 30. (laughs) It was actually pretty Uh, good. I mean, I, I see the appeal for like a, for a Halloween. It was it was okay. The talented Mr. Ripley. Never even heard of it. What? Andrew, yeah. you have to watch it right now. Okay, all I have to say is Matt Damon and Jude Law in a bathtub together. Go watch it. Okay, I'm watching it tonight. What's <laughs> it called again? The talented Mr. Ripley. Let's go to 2000. Meet the parents. Never seen um, it. I've never seen it. I feel like I saw it on TV once, but I didn't see the whole thing. It was like, I saw like half of it on TV. I'm not sure when. Donnie Darko. Never seen it. Never heard of it. Really? Donnie Darko. I feel like I've heard of it. It's like a, it's a cult favorite. Jake Gyllenhaal. 
I saw it for the first time at, at the age of 31, just a couple years ago. Here's a relevant one. Moulin Rouge. Oh my God, this is a good story. Um, <clears throat> so I saw it in um, high school. My friend found out that um, I had never seen it. So he invited me over. He had a, it was my theater friend. He had a crush on me. And someone told me that he had a crush on me and I had no idea how to act. So the entire time I was watching this movie, I was like petrified, like, like holding my like hands on my, like holding my um, thighs and like completely like thinking the whole time, like what's going to happen? What's going to happen during this movie? And nothing happened. Wow. But I watched it in high school. <laughs> Good story, bro. <laughs> but I love the movie. That is sweet. Okay, Saw. Nope. One time someone made a comment, and so I looked it up on Wikipedia so and read the plot. But I don't like scary movies, so I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either, but I only know the plot from Rick and Morty. So. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, oh, here was a controversial one. The Passion of the Christ. Never seen it. Yeah, I'm not going to see that one. I never yeah. saw it either, but this was really controversial because this like was this was very confusing for Mormons because Mormons want to see movies about Jesus, especially that are biblical because Mormons believe in the Bible and they love Jesus, but they're not allowed to see rated R movies and because this movie is biblical, it is very much rated R. So this was, I remember there were all the Mormons, basically, most of them said, we're not going to watch it because the prophet says, don't watch rated R movies. And then everyone at high school who was Christian was like, you're not really Christian if you don't want to watch this movie. See, I remember a couple Mormons watching it, like my seminary teacher watched it and then like spent like half an hour justifying why it was okay to watch it. <laughs> right. <laughs> they had to explain. <laughs> okay. Gladiator. Still haven't watched it. Same. I've never seen it. None of us have seen it. The fun fact, I have listened to that soundtrack about 300 times. On my mission, one of my my first companion liked to listen to that because we weren't allowed to listen to worldly music, but somehow soundtracks didn't constitute as worldly music. So I think this was his way of like remembering the movie. <laughs> So funny thing. So my version of that CD is Mariah Carey's Christmas album um, on my mission that we had that CD. And I literally listened to it year round because that was like one of the only pop music that I could listen to. <laughs> well, I know I know the intro to Gladiator. <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> there was like a couple dialogues spots mixed in. So none of us have seen Gladiator. I think we need a Mormon-raised viewing party where we watch it together. I think that's a good idea. Christmas 2019. Let's make it happen. In the name of Rated R Movies, amen. Thank you for listening to Mormon Raised. If you like what you heard, don't sneak around when you listen to the next one. Share it and listen with all your friends. Follow us on Instagram at Mormon Raised Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever you like to stream R-rated content. 
The music in this episode is Anthem for the Good Life by Young Presidents, courtesy Shutterstock, Inc. <laughs>